and and I'm questioning, but I'm still inside the astrology bubble thinking it's all about astrology. And I was, you know, I was looking at astrology as a language and it, and teaching it as a language, but I never quite realized that the language serves the story that, you know, and, and once I broke out of this with the human game, I realized, oh, it's all about the story. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we are speaking with Kevin B. Burke. He is the headmaster at the Real Astrology Academy. He is also the creator of the Human Game. Kevin, could you please introduce yourself? Let people know just a little more about you, please. Uh, well, you, you, you kind of <laughs> kind of took the words out of my mouth. I'm Kevin B. Burke. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. Uh, I let me jump in and explain what the human game is because that's probably the bigger the bigger question. Uh, the human game is a philosophy, and it is a philosophy based on the idea that the universe is made up of stories. So if everything is story, when you understand story, you can understand anything. You can understand astrology, you can understand happiness, you can understand literally anything. And you may have seen, I mean, it, it, you know, I don't remember the person that this is accredited to, that the universe isn't made up of atoms, it's made up of stories. It's a lovely Facebook meme, it's out there. I did not come up with that particular idea, but I have sort of taken that and pinned it down and said, okay, what does that mean? How do we, how, if the universe is stories, how do stories work? How can, how can we take this from something that is abstract but interesting and turn it into, ooh, yeah, now I've got, now I've got some control over, over my life. And that's pretty much what the human game is. Um, it, it's, I have built out a structure and a framework to understand how stories work. There are rules of story. There's only one law, and the only law is the best story wins. <laughs> That's right. But it's but but this is how 
human beings understand, we've always understood with story. And, you know, your life is a story. You're the main character in the story of your life. And every single time we encounter a piece of information that makes the story better, it instantly changes your entire reality. This happens all the time. That's right. And it was always that way. So the example I give with this um, to sort of have a reference for, you know, what does he mean by that? Uh, the movie, The Sixth Sense. Not going to give away any spoilers, although it's what, 20, 20 plus years old. Um, but you watch the movie and it's a great movie and it's a great story up until that final twist at the end where you get this one little piece of information that all of a sudden changes the whole thing, makes it a much better story. And it's that, oh my God, now I see this completely differently. And you can even, you can go back and watch the whole movie again, even from that bigger context. It's yeah. like, ooh, look at all the things I missed. And it still is a better and better story every time. This happens all the time with the story of your life. You know, we've, we've encountered things. We learn it, we get a piece of information. Oh, well, oh, now I see that differently. What if you could consciously do that? What if you could take the parts of your story, you know, you could take that awful, you know, your, your awful traumatic childhood and not rewrite it. You can't change what happened, but you can change what it means. This isn't your awful traumatic childhood. This is your origin story. Here's how Perception. you, but it's, it is, and it's so much more than that, because when you have none of these concepts are new, but I've just taken them and made them so practical. No, this isn't an abstract, ooh, wouldn't that be fun? No, this is really how you can do this. Here's how you understand your current story and then here's how you hack that and you can't just drop the story but you you know you've got you've got your backstory that exists you can't just change the genre you can't just suddenly become something else or someone else you know you can't do a bobby ewing we know what bad stories are you can't wake up and go, oh, that was all a dream. I'm now living this. No. You've, you've and, and why would you want to do that? You have invested so much time and energy crafting this exposition, crafting all of these potentials in the story of your life. Why would you want to throw that away? No, let's just move from act one into act two and start using it. Let's get to the training montage where you realize, oh, wait a minute, I've been paying this great big price. Ooh, but there's the gift. Here's, here's yeah. how I can use this. And these are some of the things that, that the human game can do. And the challenge that I kind of have with this is that everybody nods and smiles and goes, oh, well, that sounds, that sounds like fun. And you don't quite get, no, no, no. 
seriously, you can live this. This isn't an abstract thing. This is, I will show you how to see the patterns of story. I will help you to understand. For example, the structure of story, really important thing to understand. Every story operates on three separate levels. It's like the hands of the clock. You've got the second hand, the minute hand, the hour hand. With story, you have the plot level story. The plot level story, title of the plot level story is just the facts, ma'am. It's the external sequence of events. It's what happened. It's where most of us put all of our attention. It's how we think things go. Then there's the character level story, which is the only thing that really matters because the character level story is your story. So the plot level story is what happened. The character level story is what happened to me. How do I feel about it? That's what matters. That's your internal life. That's what you have control. You don't have a lot of control over the plot level story. You've got complete control over the character level story, how you feel. By the way, that's where you experience happiness is at that character level story. And then you've got the theme level story, which is the hour hand. Title of the theme level story is the Da Vinci Code. Everything is symbolic. It is completely made up. It is archetypes and myths. It is so much bigger than you. And so it is where you find a connection to the universe. It's where you find that deeper meaning and that deeper purpose. And every story operates on all three of these levels. And when you learn how to separate out the plot level story from the character level story, and then maybe dip down a little bit to okay, what do I, what would I, what do I want to make this really about? Where can I, where can I put this in a bigger picture? It just gives you options. Yeah. And, you know, I call this a game because it's fun. The point of playing a game is to have fun. That's, that's a good point. And, and here's the thing. There's so much you can do with this, but it's just, it's fun. Yeah. I've been playing this for like two years now and you know for the record i'm easily amused but over the last two years of my life i have had more fun than in the previous 53 years combined mm-hmm. just the 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 many other benefits that i've had from this but just the sheer level of fun because I get to look at the world and I get to engage with it any way that amuses me. I get to look at things and go, that's not a problem. That's a puzzle. That's a challenge. I see the shape of this. I see the challenge in this little game that I'm playing. How do I overcome that obstacle? What can I do? What are things I can try? And there's a framework. And because it's a game and because it's a story, and because I get to kind of, you know, all I need to do is make it a better story. That's the trick right there. Yeah. But and that falls back to that perception, Kevin. You know, 
that didn't really hit me that I had ultimate control of that story until I hit 50. Yeah. And, you know, now I'm, you know, I didn't really get that fun part until I hit 55. Yeah. And now a few years after that, I'm actually living life because of what you just laid out. And we can understand what went wrong in our story and change how we perceive or look at it. It's, it's interesting that you've kind of laid it out as a game because that's what it should be. And the, the way you see that, uh, I kind of looked into what you've been doing and, you know, discovering the patterns that we live and the ability to see that you can structure that differently if you're paying attention. Yes. How, how do we understand that our power is inside of us, not through the world that we're perceiving? It takes a little bit of, you know, it, it, it's a, you know, you build the story to understand the story because everything is story. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with understanding the levels of story, understanding how you are experiencing your story. Because most of the time, you're experiencing your life, your story from within the story as the main character of the story of your life. So you are living your story as if that is real. And most of the time, that is the only perspective we pay attention to. Right. But in addition to being the main character of your story, you are also in the audience, watching the story from outside of the story. That's an important difference because there is a world of difference between sitting in a movie theater, watching a screening of the movie Halloween, and actually being Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. And in addition to that, you're also the writer of your story. Now, that again becomes a tricky contextual thing because you know, you hear people saying, well, you're the one that creates your reality. And everybody's like, why the hell would I create? It's like, okay, yes, but here's where you need to understand the framework of the human game. Let's explain where your creative control is. You have zero, zero creative control over the plot level of your story. You have no way of changing external events. You have a great deal, potentially up to 100% creative control over your character level story, what you are going to let those events mean to you. And you have 100% creative control over the theme level story, what you think the bigger meaning and purpose is. But it's not, but you have to be able to look at this and go, external events, zero control over that. You also have to realize that. Your story is 
great that that a good story is not necessarily fun for the character. So you look at your life and you go, why would I create this? No, okay. Yeah, your life thus far as your character may have sucked just because it has not been a pleasant experience for your character doesn't mean it's a bad story. So what the human game can sort of teach you to do is go, okay, we need to work from where this is, but we can make this a better story and coincidentally make it a story that is more enjoyable for your character to experience as well as for the audience watching the story. You don't want everything to be perfect because that would be boring. We don't want the story to end. That's right. You would just, you know, you're, you're going to have challenges. Challenges are important. Setbacks, are, they make the story interesting. It's just nice to be able to look at it and go, okay, wow. This whole setup, this really sucks. This is just, this looks, this looks challenging. This looks impossible. And here's, the, you know, here's, here's the thing about story. When we don't look at our life as a story, when we just look at, oh, this is just reality, and you look at something and go, oh, well, that's impossible, then, yeah, of course, it's impossible. You, you can, no chance of that. When you look at it as a story, when some, you know, you know, think of the TV series Mission Impossible. It had, I don't know, 100 some odd episodes, 100, 100 plus impossible missions over the course of that tv series and the movie franchise over all of those impossible missions how many times did they fail <laughs> i couldn't answer that i don't think any huh none because, <laughs> yeah because in a story if you have an impossible mission and you fail that's a terrible story in a story, yeah. when you have an impossible mission, the question isn't if you're going to succeed. The question is, how are you going to succeed? How are you going to beat this? And when you realize your life is a story, it's not a question of if you're going to succeed. It's not a question of if you're going to, it's a question of how. Sometimes you have to reevaluate because sometimes it's not about achieving the plot level goal. Sometimes it's a matter of advancing the character level story. Sometimes it's a matter of going way down to that theme level story and finding that, finding just a little piece of the lie that your character believes and maybe being able to nudge that a little bit more towards the truth. Sometimes that's what it's about, but there's That's always right. an option. There's always a way of looking at this. And while it may continue not to be in the moment particularly enjoyable for your character, the human game gives you sort of the augmented reality heads up view. You can look at, okay, well, yeah, this kind of sucks for me as the character, but boy, I can't wait to see how I'm going to overcome this because what a great story. 
And then you look at the structure of the story and you go, oh, this isn't a small thing. This is a repeated thing. This has been an ongoing theme in my life. This isn't just this. This is an opportunity to wrap up 50 years of this particular thematic storyline. And so it just becomes, you know, and when you raise the stakes on that level, when it becomes more important, when it becomes less about getting the promotion and more about the personal trying, whatever. It's fun. It gives more depth to the story. You have more options. You're not necessarily playing the same game that everybody else is playing. And I joke, you know, the human game, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like Kegel exercises. Nobody knows you're actually doing it. So you you still engage with reality. This isn't an this isn't escape. This isn't fantasy. Not that there's anything wrong with fantasy, but this isn't, oh, I'm going to escape my story and go live in some other story. This is an invitation to really embrace and inhabit your story. But you get to decide how you're experiencing that inside your head. That's so important. It's it's everything. And yes, and it is. You know, and, and I spent so many years on a spiritual path feeling like it needed to be such hard work and taking such pride yeah. in, in <laughs> all right. of the struggle. Oh. You know, in, in the joke in, in some of my in a, in a training class that I was in, and it was like, oh, yeah, you show up to class, you, you unzip your chest, you take your heart out, you put it on the table, you pound on it a few times, you put it back in, you zip it up and you go home. And, yeah. you know, the, the bruised and battered and the, the deep struggle. Yeah, OK. That's a good story that works you can you can make progress that way and then i realized you know you could also just have fun doesn't doesn't have to be that's right it's not written i mean and kind of the provisional kind of the provisional goal is like well I've assumed that it can't be fun and easy, that there has to be a certain amount of hard work and suffering and whatnot. But what if, what if it does? So I'm just going to, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to have fun with this until somebody comes along and demonstrates that. Nope. Knock that off. (laughs) Nobody has yet told me to knock it off. And so until such time as, as that happens, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. My wife and I were speaking yesterday or day before yesterday about, you know, reliving our experiences. A lot of that pain and suffering, misery that we feel, it's mm-hmm. because we relive the same story and we don't pause long enough to identify those critical areas of the story that you're not putting enough emphasis on. And this means something bad happened 
to me as a child mm-hmm. from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I have never looked beyond myself. And by pausing and examining what was going on in their life to make that come together in my life to create this hardship or Mm -hmm. confusion, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And when we shift the focus off of just us and put the emphasis on the complete story, that's when we see change. Mm -hmm. And I like how you've laid out life is a story. And if you observe it or read it correctly, Mm -hmm. this can alter and change your entire being. And every happy person understands we can't always be happy. There's going to be those things that occur in our life. Mm -hmm. It's how we respond and pause Mm -hmm. and understand those other subtleties of the story. Mm -hmm. It is incredible when you do that, how quickly and rapidly your life changes. Yes. Because then you're eager to dive into that story and you're not reliving the same pain. You're understanding what occurred in your life. It happened. You can't change it. So if we understand it a little better, Mm -hmm. we can understand there's things that It's like playing ping pong ball or pinball. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you pull that lever, sure, you know, the ball is shooting up, but Mm -hmm. the path that it takes and all the bumps and curves, we have no control of that. Yes. But we can control with a few bumps to get that to shift a little bit. And that's that subtleness of the story. And finding out what occurred, actually, truthfully, what occurred. And then we start identifying really pleasurable life that we've lived. Okay. And we get off of those sorrow points that have actually hurt. And our mind just subconsciously is going to draw us there because it's a protectionism that our brain automatically has for us. So, yeah, it's amazing what you've done and how you've brought this together because it's truthful. And really, that's how we create change in our life. Indeed. So can I so can I build on what you just established there? And please do. So. What you have described is. I'll say the first two acts. Of the journey. Um. So, you know, you you know, and, and I kind of look at this, one of the things I'm sort of exploring is the difference between therapy, counseling, and coaching. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a little tangent on this. They are three different disciplines. They are all incredibly useful in particular scenarios and particular, you know, but but they approach the same problem from completely different ways. So for example, if the problem is that you believe that you're a chicken, therapy convinces you you are not a chicken. 
Counseling explores why do you think you're a chicken? Coaching teaches you 101 ways to cook eggs. <laughs> so yeah. you start with, you know, if you've suffered a trauma, that thing happened, it may have broken you to a certain extent. First step is always therapy. Get the help to put yourself back together so you can function. Counseling looks at the story of why did that happen? What was this? What's the context? You try to make sense of the why. The human game, and, and you need, and you need, if you you need to be at the place where you where you are neutral enough to the story that you are at peace, you you under that this isn't driving you, um, that you can look at it and not get triggered when you tell the story again. You've got to be there before yep. you can look at this next component. But then you look at the story, not in terms of what happened, but in terms of really, what is this about for me? And you apply one of the key rules of story, which is the rule of compensation. Every gift has a price. Every price has a gift. You have been paying a price for whatever happened to you. And you are focusing on the price. You are focusing on what was taken away. What can't I do because of this? Okay. There is a gift of equal or greater value waiting for you to claim it. You got to find it. You need to figure out what it is. But there is something that more than compensates for whatever that horrible experience was, are you, you know, wouldn't you like to go figure out what that is? Wouldn't you like to figure out how, because this experience, whatever it is, has damaged you. It has twisted you. It has changed your shape. We go through life, you know, everybody starts out as sort of the square peg round hole kind of thing. And then you get knocked around by stuff in your life. And you are not a square. You are this weirdly twisted, uniquely shaped peg because of these experiences. There is a unique hole waiting for you. You are uniquely gifted with abilities because of that. And when once you've gotten to the point where you can go, okay, I don't need to understand. I understand the why. But to really move forward, what do I get out of this? I've paid this price. I'm sorry. I've been making all of these payments my entire life. What do I get for that? And that's a whole other adventure. That takes your story in a new direction. And you start to look at things differently my the example i have with that i have as i say in my chart and in my personality various configurations that um that have created shall we say issues with authority and these issues with authority 
created problem after problem in an ongoing series of employment situations. And I eventually realized that the very same qualities that make me a lousy employee are the qualities that make me a great consultant. If I'm not, if I am a consultant, then the boss of the company is my client, not my father. Sorry, did I say father? I meant father. And it just, it transformed the dynamic of the relationship. All of the things that were issues no longer became issues for me. And, you know, but it took me a long time to realize, oh, yeah, no, I'm just trying to fit in the wrong hole. I am uniquely suited for this. And because I'm uniquely suited for this, I am really dreadful at this other thing. And I realized, okay, I pay, you know, I don't care about the price. I don't care that I can't work for somebody because I can do this. Glad to pay that price. Here's what I get from it. And we can do this with anything. But, and I, I need to emphasize this again, this is not, this is not a first step. This is not a bypass. You need to you need to live through the story. If you have had serious trauma, you start with therapy, you get help with counseling, you go through the process to where you are able to function and to where you have enough of a story about the story. And specifically where you've gotten a new story that has made your old story better. So now the story doesn't hurt as much. So you've already experienced okay, yes, because I've changed the story about this, the reality of it changed. Only at that point does, oh, want to play the human game about this? Only does that become a viable option. And it's still, would you like to play with that? Would you like to maybe have fun? Because you don't have to. This isn't work. This isn't a heavy thing. It's not, you, know, you don't have to do this. And here's an option. And by the way, I would never start working with anybody with, with a big story like that. Um, uh, at this point, there is one path into the human game. Um, with a, you know, if you work with me one-on-one -on, -one on a coaching package, I take you through a story where you're basically building a happiness GPS. I'm helping you to be happy because that's pretty much the first stop for everybody. And through this story, which takes four sessions because I've realized I have to I have to tell every word of the story. There is a very specific sequence and without that sequence, you do not end up in a place where this is completely real and practical for you if there's any stitch dropped anywhere it doesn't come together but when but i find after two years finally found here's the story this works so you 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 go through sort of the tutorial 
of, oh, here's how to recognize stories. Here's how to play with this. Here's how it goes in your life. Here's how you're looking at your day-to-day objectives. Here's how to start to engage with sort of the character level as well as the plot level. And you're doing this on these small little things and build working towards building a foundation of happiness. But while you're doing that, you're also having fun and building a story where you realize, oh, I can actually change my story from within my story. Once you've got that set of skills, that can be applied to bigger, and applied to literally anything, but it can be applied to bigger things. You can apply it to ghost stories, the past traumas. How is this particular thing limiting you? Well, first of all, it's probably limiting you on a theme level because it's made because it has reinforced a lie that has become a part of your reality. You're not ready to start at the theme level. You know, you need the scuba certification to go down that deep and then build the bridge. We're not starting there, but that's where this operates. And you can. You play the game, you like the game, you want to learn more. Yeah, there's a lot more we can do with it. Yeah, I really think that 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 concept of breaking your life down is really the key to changing. And, you know, I've, I've checked a lot of different therapies and coachings and all of that out. It, it really is you taking control of the narrative and how you want to perceive the story. So how long did it take you to do this? Has it always been on your mind or did you just say, you know, I'm going to come up with this and just start putting this together. How did that come about? Truthfully, it's taken me 55 years. Um, because literally everything in my story has sort of led up to this. The actual work on what became the human game um, been a little over two years. Um, I was teaching the last iteration of the astrology classes that I was teaching. I have tried to make sense of astrology and tried to get astrology to do what I wanted it to do for more than 20 years, and it has never lived up to its promise. Um, And frequently, I will lose faith in the middle of teaching a class or come up with a new idea. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this, this curriculum is going away as soon as I'm done teaching this program, because I need to do this whole other thing. So I was having that experience in a in a training program that I was running. And I was exploring this and again, i didn't i didn't understand what it was but it was a new way of working with astrology it was this dynamic engaging sort of coaching approach that wasn't about here's how your personality works it was really oh here's how you approach this these are the strategies because you're looking at this this way and some of the most simple i mean Everybody thinks astrology is about the signs, um, and even astrologers work primarily with the signs. And every sign is, it's, it's actually all about the planets, but every sign is actually 
a combination of two things. There's a there's a modality and an element. So there's four elements and three modalities. And in more than 20 years of counseling as an astrologer, I don't know that I spent more than 90 minutes cumulatively talking about the modality. And then I discovered, oh my God, this is this is like this is how you approach there's three different completely different ways that you could approach a particular goal. Um, fixed is team tortoise, cardinal is team hare, mutable is team hummingbird. So, you know, I realized, for example, I have a cardinal approach to money. One of, and one of the story tropes that I've created about that is that when you have a cardinal approach to a goal, you view that goal as an archery target. You have to hit it with one arrow. One shot, one arrow, that's it. All of the energy goes into aim and preparation, and then the minute you let go of the arrow, that's it. Can't do anything else. You either hit the target or you don't. If you hit the target, you take a giant leap forward. If you don't hit the target, you start over again with a new arrow. I, I mean, it's been more than two years, and on a daily basis, I still have my mind blown a little bit when I realize, oh my God, yes, in every sense, in every moment, that is always how I have approached money. That I will, you know, I'll say, ooh, this class, this thing is going to be the thing that's, and I'll put all of the energy into developing the class and the marketing, and I'd launch it, and it's like, okay, well, what's what's next? I can't, it's, does it or it doesn't. It. Um, and I'm always thinking, you know, and it's all, and this approach is, okay, I'm not interested in incremental stuff. If I have to think about this, I want all of it. What is the, what is the big target amount of money that I need right now? That would mean I'm not going to have to think about money again for the foreseeable future. Let's just get it all done at once. <laughs> yeah. And realizing, okay, yeah, I, so I mind blown by that, and then realizing, oh well, there's some strategies for that because I'm always, always going to approach money that way. It's always going to be a target. I can't not make it a target. So, one thing that I can do to make this a little more functional is, I can move the target closer. <laughs> I can break that up into smaller targets because I'm not always going to be able to hit that target with one fell swoop. And if I don't hit a target, I don't make any progress. So recognizing this is your story, this is the way you look at it. Oh, here are the solutions for that. If you take a fixed approach to something, it's a marathon. You are all, you've got an internal accounting department that has to vet everything. And you've got quarterly targets and goals and things. And it's this whole inner bureaucracy. And you want to maintain a level of fuel at all times. And there's a totally different set. You can win the race that way too. But understanding, oh, I take a fixed approach to this, but a cardinal approach to that. That's incredibly useful. It's like useful, exciting information. And so I started putting together this initial iteration of the human game, working with astrology. And, ooh, it's like The Sims. You've got these different neighborhoods in the city of your life, and here's how you can develop them. And, and the fuel and this whole complicated and fun thing, that's the next level of the human game. It's not where people can start. And I didn't quite have a story structure around it. But that started to take off, and I was just having so much 
fun with this idea. But it was a year before, it was a year of work figuring this out, trying to get a framework before I understood what it was. Because I thought it was, a, you know, well, it's a, it's a coaching model. It's a floor wax. It's a dessert topping. It's whatever it is. I knew what it did. And it was very much involved with astrology, but that really didn't. And I finally, after about a year, realized, oh, it's a philosophy. It is bigger than astrology. Astrology operates at the theme level because it is all made up. It is archetypal, mythological, symbolic, incredibly powerful, but no direct connection to the plot level story. So you need the scaffolding of the human game to be able to connect it in a way that is useful and empowering. And, you know, from a personal level, oh my God, your birth chart is this infinite toolkit of personalized story tropes that means you are never going to be faced with a blank page when you're creating your story you need a story idea oh i'm gonna take that oh there's a theme i'm gonna use this and you've got these great big thematic things that you can use as a framework and just implement quickly into your story and all of a sudden showing up to work on monday morning has got epic meaning. There's a reason for it. Yeah. So it's it's so putting it's, meaning, putting meaning to what you are doing has a lot of personal response yes. to your growth. Interesting. Yeah. So you you talk about this system allowing you to tell better astrology stories. What, what do you mean by that? That is predominantly geared towards people that are interested in astrology and like to work with astrology because Astrology for me has never lived up to what it was supposed to do. It's it, it is always promised that it had all of these incredible answers, and I could never quite get them. And you know, I get very focused and I apply critical thinking to things and I ask questions nobody else thinks to ask. And so I spent 20 years figuring out what the problem was with astrology and how to teach astrology. Because here's the thing. People have spent 20, 30 years studying astrology, and they still can't interpret a natal chart. Nothing takes 20 years to learn. The problem has to be with how, how you know, there, there needs to be some sort of a standardized, there's got to be something. What's missing? What's the framework? How do you make sense of this so that so that you can actually use this instead of just, oh, I'm still studying. Nothing, nothing takes 20 years to master, nothing. So I explored all of those things and I drilled down with astrology and I looked at, you know, and, and I'm questioning, but I'm still inside the astrology bubble thinking it's all about astrology. And I was, you know, I was looking at astrology as a language 
and it, and teaching it as a language. But I never quite realized that the language serves the story that, you know, and, and once I broke out of this with the human game, I realized, oh, it's all about the story. And this, I'm hoping, I'm just, I've just launched the class and the textbook and I'm just venturing back into the astrological community. So we'll see how this works. Um, but the astrological community is almost exactly as as tribal as the political landscape is yeah. in the world today. Everyone yeah. has their particular tools and their tribes and their teachers and this is and it's broadly with astrology the 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 dividing lines are traditional versus modern um and then there's a lot of infighting within within all of that um and that's never that never appealed to me. I mean, I, I I work with traditional tools because I really feel like they they I've been able to use them to give me really good answers. But I see, but I've always seemed to be the only one that looks at a tool and goes, okay, how is this relevant? As opposed to, oh, well, this is the way they did it for 2000 years. And so we must do it. I'm okay, but I'm not interested in, in a historical reenactment. I'm interested in, does this work? Is this relevant right now? And I didn't really encounter many people asking those, or even understanding the questions I was asking as they're arguing about these tools and techniques. And now from the, it's like, whatever tool or technique you want, it doesn't matter because the client doesn't care. And that's not gonna give you the answer to the question you need to tell a story. You need to manage the last mile delivery where whatever answer you got to the client's question by looking at the chart, 95% of the astrology in an astrology consultation happens before you sit down with the client. That last 5% is where you have to translate from what you think you know and from what you understand with the astrology. You have to take that story, translate it, connect it to a personal story for the client so the client understands what the hell that means and how it's relevant to them. And you can't use any astrology for that because the client doesn't care about astrology or understand astrology or speak astrology. Astrology is coming from the plot level, astrology is coming from the theme level story and the client needs a plot level answer. You build that bridge by understanding how to tell astrology stories. And so this is now what I'm teaching and what, you know, now I've got the framework, now I've got the foundation and all of these things I want to do with astrology because, you know, and it's, a, it's sequential. I've got the next three years of my life sort of booked in terms of what the next class is, what the next book is, what the next project is. But I look at this and I go, okay, so the next thing I'm working on is the city of your life is the big, once you've built the foundation of happiness, because happiness doesn't mean what we think it means. Happiness doesn't mean you feel good. Happiness just means you no longer feel bad. Happiness means you are free from want and free from need. So you have options. And yeah. 
you build on this foundation of happiness. Once you have options, and it's like, ooh, what would I like to create? What would I like to build in this virtual reality game that is life? How would I like to develop these neighborhoods in my particular city? And so there's this next level. It's more, it's a little more complicated. It's a little more involved because you still need to manage the basic happiness to be able to achieve these bigger goals. But then you move from happiness towards prosperity and towards joy. That's what the next level is. So I'm mapping out the astrology part of that. Once I'm done with that, then I finally get to go and deal with predictive because really predictive astrology is kind of, you know, and it's advanced, but it's like, hmm, I'm a little bored. What kind of story could I create for the next six months? What are my options here? What am I going to assemble from these possible things? What goals do I have? What can I leverage with these limited time quest opportunities? How can I assemble in real time a story linked to these cycles that I've got it firing on all three levels and then just navigate that sucker? way complicated a lot that needs to go into there needs to be a foundation for that i have a vague idea of how it's going to look but it's like yeah this is what this is what predictive astrology could do as opposed to oh well you know over the next couple of months you're probably going to have some problems with your mother and uh yeah money doesn't look so good either and uh, maybe avoid dairy. I mean, it's it just, you know, or, or you know, next Tuesday, boom. I'm not thrilled with either of those approaches with predictive, but the idea of, ooh, I could choose a story and then I could really leverage it because I know I'm aligning it with these particular cosmic things. And because I know what the cycle is, I've got an idea of the timing and I know where the probable obstacles are going to be so I can kind of anticipate that stuff but you know it really wouldn't be a good story if I knew what was coming because obviously there's going to be probably there's going to be some sort of crisis point about four weeks into this but it's not going to look how I think it's going to look because if it looked exactly how I thought it was going to look it wouldn't be a very good story now would it yeah but thematically but you know it's going to come out of left field but then I can go oh wait a minute that's that's Uranus. This disruption is related to this in the astrology. Oh, yeah, that doesn't look like how I thought it was going to look on the plot level. But thematically, that is exactly what this was really about. It's that obstacle. It just looks totally different than I thought. But now I know what it's about. I can engage with it. Oh, boy, I've got this. That's right. The pot, the, the potential fun of this just is unlimited. And, you know, but I also recognize I have so much work I need to do because for anybody else to be able to step into this and experience the potential, I have to build the whole framework. I I have to have enough of a scaffolding that you can kind of step in and strap in and, and, and experience it yourself. And and then yeah. you can do whatever you want with it. But I got to make it solid enough 
that is like, no, no, don't worry about, don't worry about figuring out the story yourself. Follow these guidelines. Here's the thing. We will assemble this. You go and you experience that enough. And then you go, oh, okay. Now I know how that works. I can do, you know, now I can play with this a little bit more on my own. Now I get to go into my own writer's room and make my own story because I understand where the levers are and I understand what the rules are and I understand how to make a story better as opposed to just trying to deny or resist or fight against the reality. From the beginning of time, this is how we communicate. Yes. And it is how we learn stories. And it was a form of education, but also entertainment at the same time. Everybody looked forward to a great story. We still do. And each generation, they build on that story. So yes, it's still true today. We have to use stories. Stories change lives. Stories matter. And it's full of wisdom and education. So I I like what you're doing, Kevin. It's wonderful. Uh, Do you have a call to action for our people? I do. Um, If you visit playthehumangame.com, you can watch a fun little video that sort of takes you into the nature of happiness and what it is and what it isn't and shows you how you can actually create happiness and what the happiness GPS is. Um, That will also give you an opportunity if you want to actually experience this. It'll show you how you can do that working one-on-one with me. Um, There's also a free a uh, free series of introductory videos about the human game that you can sign up for there. If you are interested in learning astrology, um, you can go to learnthehumangame.com and you can watch the first of the Astrology and the Human Game Foundations of Happiness class. And, uh, you know, whether you know astrology or if it's just, I've always been interested, but never quite, never quite thought it was easy enough to learn. I've got a class that will teach you all the astrology that you need to be able to play the human game. It's still going to do the happiness GPS thing, but you're going to get, if you work with me one-on-one, you're just getting what you need for you. And if you take the class, you're sort of learning, here's the bigger framework. Here's all of the options in the happiness GPS. Here's how these stories come together. Here's what else you can do with the astrology. Um, And those are the current offerings. There will be more. Um, But like I said, the, you know, I have a lot of fun creating these videos. So the video at playthehumangame.com is going to give you a really nice, fun introduction, and it will change your definition of happiness. It will surprise you. You will know how it is you are actually pursuing happiness. Um, And, uh, and, and that's going to be a fun little switch. <laughs> um, and then like I said, show you how you can do a happiness GPS. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still creating free videos in the introduction series. Um, uh, and, and they're just, they're fun. The whole point of this, it's check it out. It's fun. And, and if it's fun that you would like to engage in more directly, there are, an increasing number of options as to how you can do that. 
that's that's a great great way to be out there teaching people you know and it's interesting i used to look at astrology in a different light and when i looked into what kevin is doing it's really made me re-examine what i thought i already knew about astrology and how it's used in a proper way so it is exciting what you're doing i encourage people to look you up what is the best way to hook up with you and get that connection started uh, i'm going to say broadly the best way is playthehumangame.com all of these take you to my main website which is therealastrology.com but play the human game is going to take you directly to, hey, I was intrigued by what he said about, you know, talking about the human that you know, you're able to, you're able to become a member of the Real Astrology Academy. You can sign up for the free class. You can learn about every play the human game is the is a really good entry point. Um, and then know. everything else, everything else you might need, any other questions or whatnot, you can get answered from there um uh and and you know you can also navigate to the rest of the site from there but that's um i'm assuming most people that are going to be coming to it from this are going to want to know more about the human game and happiness and happiness gps and and whatnot so play the human game.com best place to start um fun fun video to watch and then and then go for all there. right kevin I I want to say thank you for sharing with us today, being part of the Dead America podcast, and being out there changing lives, taking a good effort and making something happen, regardless of what the outcome might be. You're trying to make a change. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day, sir. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.